Hello. Hey. What's up? Welcome back to Ergo. Welcome back. Like, it's just one ongoing show week <laughs> to week to week. We just took a week-long commercial break. I'm Kiss. I'm Damon. And what we do here is we showcase the folks reshaping the culture of our city and world for the more equitable and creative each week a live long-form conversation with an artist organizer space maker culture maker person doing good stuff here in the city how you feeling i'm feeling good i had that uh that little uh spiritual cleansing with the with the soul song on on the Mm -hmm. intro i'm really feeling that back from out of town absolutely Uh, got my got my uh my ground legs back so yeah you were taking a whole bunch in and checking a whole bunch out how was the uh how was was the boat ride (laughs) man it was cool man i got to spend some time with my father and a, a 3,000 black people sailing through the Caribbean. So, and I also was reading about the African Holocaust, how Christopher Columbus is a liar at the same time. So it was mm-hmm. very spiritual to be like on those waters and seeing the diaspora. I always really like reading when I'm traveling, reading a book about the place I'm traveling to. Yeah, yeah. Like just so that you have context and then you're like, oh, that's the, you mother- oh, that's yeah. the thing. <laughs> the thing. Yeah. I also like how you described the group as if I was just picturing like the Verizon Can You Hear Me Now thing where it's just like your dad and then just yeah, 3,000 exactly, like people exactly. behind it just standing Shout out like to a- the Cayman Islands. We did it. We <laughs> tore it down. So let's get to these announcements. Yeah, what do you got, Damien? Uh, up top, I think the community should know for, for the last few weeks, um, Let Us Breathe has been in support and, and, and co-sponsoring uh, a communal occupation called the Healing Village. Uh, it's on... Uh, 61st in Greenwood uh, got moved from Woodlawn. Uh, it's it's being organized by Stop and Black Lives Matter. Um, and so these are the same folks who uh, f- obviously fight for accountability for police killings and support of the families who's, who's lost loved ones to violence by the Chicago Police Department, as well as those who've been fighting for housing rights, for uh, community benefits agreements from the Obama Foundation, and also the fight for the trauma center. And then five years ago, uh, the occupation for mental health as Rahm Emanuel closed down half of the city's public mental health resources. Um, and so this has been going on for the last couple of weeks. Uh, but today we just had to have a press conference because your boy, Alderman Willie Cochran. It's the, your boy. <laughs> the, uh, the crook himself, uh, I believe of the 20th Ward, uh, has been working to evict uh, th- these organizations that, and the, the community members that have been inhabiting the space and been doing great healing work over the last few weeks. So stay tuned uh, on, on ways to support that. That, go visit, um, you know, tweet and and help get the message out to put pressure on City Hall and Alderman Cochran to not push these people out who've been doing this great work. It's just so silly. It's ridiculous. He's, a, he's going to jail. He's it's about, like, dude. Like within, <laughs> within a fortnight, yeah. Willie Cogger might be in jail and he could just... He's like, but Alderman's going to alter. So. <laughs> they will alter. <laughs> they can't help themselves. <laughs> Ready for this plan. Alternatively, here are a couple other community oh, announcements. Go ahead. Uh, today, that's Thursday evening as part of the ongoing public newsroom series, there is a basics to interviewing. I don't know why we're not the ones doing it, but we didn't ask. Uh, it's actually by our good friends over at Southside Weekly, who do a radio show up here as well and other podcasting stuff. Um, so that's this Thursday uh, at Build Coffee in the Experimental Station. And then tomorrow night, you know, we're not going to do a whole bunch of Lala plugs up here because I don't know anyone who's going to Lala and basically no one who's performing. So that's their own thing. But Rick Wilson is opening for Gold Link tomorrow night. I believe it's sold out, but there may be tickets at the door. 
So definitely go through and see Rick. And I think I've heard Gold League puts on a good live show too. Yeah, shout out to Rick. Definitely proud of him. Also shout out to uh, fellow Ergo alum and family, Malcolm London, who did another Lala pre-show last night that I went to with Lido. That joint was cracking. Malcolm right. did his thing. Lido brought out everybody. Including? <laughs> including, well, Chance was there, Tokyo, Knox Fortune, but Jaden Smith came, which was quite a surprise because I don't know if y'all know this, but he's will smith's son <laughs> yeah that still throws me off so uh, and he like was walking past me and i didn't realize it until we yeah. got on stage and i was yeah. like i could i'm gonna i'm gonna tell people i hung out with jane smith because technically i was in the same section you think hey let's we let's digress do what let's... we do here um you want to do the young oh yeah this is, this, I'm, 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 this is one for you i'm i'm very excited we got um a lovely spirit here who does more things than i know so i i i am i feel almost unprepared to like fully introduced but writer poet uh organizer and i, I think um lover of people mm. we got queer in the building we got Gwen Riley in the building everybody make some noise it's your boy every time you do that it's your boy i want you as my hype man for that's dope i yeah. am available as a hype man for hire we do our own <laughs> sounds here so quinn so lovely to have you here your thank smile you. is radiating the studio thank you thank uh, you denim on denim too which i am very yeah. fond of yeah. uh we always like to start the show with a two-part question oh. um and, and <laughs> i uh, always get nervous for david's introspective questions this one's handleable yeah yeah okay. but, but no pressure no pressure but in this time and define time however you want so that could be right now in this hour this week this season this year this lifetime in this time how was the world treating you and how are you treating the world two-part question um i would say in this time i'm gonna say relatively i'm gonna go back since february okay i would say the world has been treating me um I feel like the world has, been, has taught me a lesson. Hmm. So almost like a student. The world has been treating me like a student. Um, and I say that just to say within these past few months, I've learned a lot about life. I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about God. And I've also learned a lot about um, the people who I choose to let in. Um, but mostly about my definition of love. I feel like that has really transformed in these last few months. Hmm. Um, and I've been treating the world since... February, almost like a, I was like February to April, I was just like a distant cousin. Like I was just like turning it off. I was like, bro, time to close the door. You're blocked. I'm yeah. done with you. Um, but from- I might like you, your picture on Instagram or Facebook. Right, but, but I'm not going to hang out with you in person. Yeah. <laughs> you call, I'm going to hit decline. I'm going to hit you that text like, hey, I'm busy, I'm but like really I'm just but, watching yeah. Netflix. Like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but the April till now, I've just been embracing it. Like I'm, I always tell people I'm very introverted, but I've been forcing myself to be extroverted to like talk to people mm -hmm. and actually answer those calls and text people instead of just like liking their stuff on social media and purposely being intentional with, um, with my care and my compassion. Yeah, so. I think my definition of an extrovert is rather than texting, I'm busy and can't talk, is I pick up and I go, hey, I'm busy, I can't talk right now. Yeah, And then you just let it go. So it's <laughs> the same impact, but at least you heard the voice, you know? It's, yeah, at least you were something. intentional in letting them know yeah. instead of saying, like, decline in a follow-up text. Exactly. It's more personable. So you said the world treating you like a student, and a couple of the, the things you learned about yourself and the world and love and God, and to get as specific as you want to, what are a couple of the lessons you've learned or, or just things that you see differently now than you did in February? Uh, um, 
there's this beautiful power in forgiveness mm-hmm. that I didn't recognize until now. Um, that whole phrase, like when you forgive somebody actually helps you out yeah. better than it helps. And I didn't really realize that um, until within my own experience with forgiving God um, for a, yeah, thank you. Um, for a loss I experienced in March, um, I, my son, um, David Quentin, he was stillborn. Um, and yesterday was his birthday. It would have been five months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was always a Christian, or I had I thought there that believed in God. For yeah, for Christian, I thought because I went to church every Sunday, and when I was pregnant. I remember praying all the time to God, like, okay, at least my son's going to be healthy. At least my son's going to be alive. Um, And so when my son passed, I used that as a scapegoat to cut myself away from God because my faith was always very half-sided. It was very, um, it was very inconsistent. It was very superficial. It was very just Sunday, praise God. And then you know, Monday, I'm back to cursing. It was built in the ritual of it. rather than Right. The, um, the actual practice of it. Yeah. So I had to forgive God because it really helped remove that knot. I felt like I had in my throat, mm-hmm. like from February up until now. And I also had to recognize that um, God wasn't the one that took my son. It was really this life and disconnecting the two, like how we really are just in a life uh, full of choices, full of sin, um, full of the devil. And God is never the one that kills or destroys. It really is the devil and how God was still there with me when I was pregnant, even when I wasn't um, pregnant any longer. And if I do want to see my son again, I have to forgive him. Well, first, you know, I want to say deep condolences. Like as a community, uh, we were all very heartbroken for your loss and, uh, are here to support you in, in the way that I think uh, you've been using your public facing life or any platform you have as like not only uh, a, a, a lane for healing, but I think also you've taken on some role as like a teacher mm-hmm. in, in some extent on um, how to process the most difficult loss um, in open space. Uh, so one, I really commend you for that, but also deep love and, and support yeah. you just to start before we go into mm-hmm. any of the rest of your story. Cause, mm-hmm. cause can't imagine that, you know, that loss. Yeah. And for the record also, as, as we talk about this, if there's anything you don't, as much or as little as you want to go into this, like, don't feel like you have to, you yeah, know, we're doing I, um, this together. So it's not just you. Yeah. I just, I like speaking about it because there's lots of women after I share my story that talked about how they experienced miscarriages. And mm-hmm. that's something I think among women in general that they don't talk about in yeah. terms of abortions, stillbirths, miscarriages. Some women choose not to say their children's names. Some women um, do choose to actually acknowledge it. Um, whatever. So there's different practices in terms of healing and, I just, I don't want my son to die twice because I feel like he already died once. Yeah. And so not saying his name or whatever um, just feels weird to me because he actually did exist. It is an odd thing to have as a taboo, right? Like, I agree. It is something that just in, like, in general, we don't talk about it. And it's part of people's experiences and it's part of the cycles. And yeah, you know, you just don't, it, the idea of it being something that is, like you said, like such a deep thing to have to figure out how to process and heal from. And mm-hmm. we don't have language and rhetoric and examples to talk about it publicly i think um yeah i don't have a big statement just i could imagine that being a a tough thing to figure out so what are yeah go ahead i I was gonna add because i you know i know that 
you've even in, um, you've been a part of conversations or started to work with other mothers or other folks expecting. When you speak about uh, that stigma that we have around reproductive health overall, mm-hmm. right? In your experience and as you are are working, uh, what, what have you learned about that? Because it really doesn't make sense, right? That, mm-hmm. And also how much of that burden that we put on women by themselves, right? And so what what have you learned about the world? What have you learned about our society? What have you learned uh, about the what it is or what, it, you know, how are you processing the, the way that we're so messy or so ill-equipped to deal with the development and also the loss of life? Well, for one, um, I delivered my son at Advocate Trinity, which was an amazing hospital that helped uh, the day that I gave birth to my son. The nurses were amazing. But there, to this day, and I'm currently in the works for working them, there wasn't any support groups mm-hmm. for any mothers who had miscarriages or stillbirths. So I had to go all the way to Northwestern mm-hmm. to go to a support group. And when I went in there, there was I was the only Black woman. I was also only by myself. Um, and there was all these other couples in there. And some were young. It was very intergenerational, but all of them were clearly affluent because it's Northwestern. Um, and this is something I had to pay for. This is, um, I had to pay for with my insurance as well. Um, so recognizing that um, taking care of your mental health is a privilege for some. Mm-hmm. And I'm very fortunate that I had insurance because otherwise I wouldn't be able to pay for a therapist. I wouldn't have been able to pay to go to a support group. I wouldn't have been able to pay um, for even the surgery, you know, that um, that was following after giving birth to my son. Um, so it was all these different um, privileges that I felt like I didn't really recognize that I had even through a loss that mm-hmm. when I expressed my story that many mothers told me like, oh, well, at least, you know, the nurses gave you a box. Remember your son, you know, at least, you know, the nurses still talk to you. They didn't treat you um, like some horror story in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm fortunate to have a, a community. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom has been there through me through thick and thin, like through the anger. Cause one thing that people don't talk about in terms of losing a child is like the jealousy that sort of comes up mm-hmm. kind of like nasty. And I was jealous of my own mom because she had children mm-hmm. and I never thought I would actually be, jealous of her and that kind of um we had to like you know talk about that um in terms of our different grief process because everybody was grieving my son in their own way that was her first grandchild and so she didn't understand like why my daughter isn't you know trying to talk to me trying to um lean on my shoulder was because when i looked at her it reminded me of what i didn't have you know um so there are mothers um there are fathers, there are parents out here that don't have a community, that don't have resources because they don't have insurance. Um, and they also just don't want to talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. So I think not even just the Black community, mental health in general is so swept under the rug. There's just mm-hmm. like, oh, um, the first thing that a lot of people said, you can have another. And in the in the moment, it's like, true. But then you think about mm-hmm. like, wait, like I can't have another David Quentin. Like, like he was the only like, we're one. We're not talking about popsicles here. We're talking yeah, about people. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't like a dog. He wasn't like... Um, he wasn't, uh, he didn't, if people think that just because he died before I actually had a chance to like see him smile, that he didn't have a personality. And that's something I didn't experience while he was inside of me. Um, and so I know people were saying it as like, oh, you're still young. Like you can still go out and live. Um, so I do plan on having other children, but it's just like, I don't know. It won't be him, but yeah. So I know it's about the support groups. Yeah, There's a huge yeah. absence of them. And, and I think what you just said is also really interesting about people because even um, beyond the specifics of, of 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 your trauma and your loss, it's just so interesting. Like that statement, 
of, oh, you can have another. Like, I imagine the people who said that mm-hmm. were attempting to be encouraging and yeah. attempting to be supportive. The best of intentions. And yeah. that's, you know, in, in my own personal struggles and just trying to like have a language or have a lens on human psychology, right? Like, it seems like even when we try to help, we we almost like continue to expand the hurt yeah. in a way that's really weird. So um, beyond you, do you, and I, and we can all answer this. It's not just the pressure on you. How do you best see yourself being held or supported? Hmm. Right now? In life. In, like, so like can, what so you can find a specific, you know, if, you know, it could be, you know, a specific type of depression or just overall, um, you know, what has worked well. Cause I think that's a language uh, that we need. Cause, cause I'll, I'll start with, yeah. um, you know, I, I had been public about, depression and and like inability to like sometimes function in spaces um and like people asking are you okay when i was not was very difficult um and i knew that they were trying to help and i didn't know what would be better than that but it always Mm -hmm. felt like a an extra slap in the face uh and so you have to continually reaffirm that you're not I either have to say no or I have to lie, right? And so neither one of those options are actually helping me in the moment. So in any type of way, have you ever been helped in a way that you would like to see like replicated? It's hmm. a great question. That is. See, these questions, they even just begin. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> the introspection. <laughs> I just feel it deep in my chest. It's like, oh. No. <laughs> like, I like, yeah, what do you think? Uh, do you want to answer first? I yeah, thinking. I can answer for me. Just like, And it's not like a big idea thing more just on the, you know, connective tissue type thing of, um, listening just means a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. So it's not just hearing what I say, but mostly it's getting me, cause you know, for me, it's more in the realm of anxiety, right? So my heart starts racing. I can't breathe. Right. I'm, uh, like frantic and like my hands are like shaped, like Hurting. clenching and and letting go and so it's just not trying to pull me out of that too quick but just getting some breathing together and it's actually like similar to when you have physical pain you know that like just helping someone breathe through it um but not trying to speed the process up that's the big thing for me it's not like hey snap out of it mm-hmm. it's like i'm just like the continuity of i'm gonna be here until it doesn't feel like this yeah. and then also reminding me like it's okay that it feels like this now, but it's not going to always feel like this. Mm-hmm. You, it will feel different than this sometimes. It's not. This isn't your new, always reality. Those are the two big things. Are like, it won't always feel like this, but it's okay that it does now, and I'm here with you until it doesn't. Mm. Those are the things for me. How about for you? Um, I definitely like that. Uh, I'm one thing I think that's been the most annoying is people trying to explain to me why it happened. So mm. I have the Christians trying to say, well, God you know, uh, works in mysterious ways. Yeah. And I have other people saying, well, like, you know, um, it, sometimes things just happen, you know, like, and I think, like I said, best of people's intentions, they're just trying to, because when something unexplainable happens, like death, people try so hard to explain it. And mm-hmm. it's just like, I, it comforts me not knowing why it happened because there's no mm. reason why there's no there's nothing because right, then you don't have to blame yourself like then you it right. takes the burden of like having an answer off exactly know? and it's like then once i know that they're 
there is no answer, then I'll stop searching for it and just accept it what it was. Um, but I also want people to acknowledge my son that he did exist. That's my biggest, mm-hmm. biggest thing because I know I'm like, I'm on social media all the time. So I know that if he was here and yesterday being his birthday, I would have definitely made a whole Instagram video. Y'all would have saw a whole Twitter thread. Mm-hmm. Y'all would have saw the whole like nine. And it sucks that, you know, um, because he passed, I kind of feel like I've been robbed of sharing my son with people because I don't want to like tear down the mood, but I also want to be like, hey, like it's a special day to me. Like, mm-hmm. can I still let y'all know? Like, yeah. it's a good day. Like, and I want people mm-hmm. to know that I'm better. Like, I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, good, but I'm better than when I was. So talking about him actually helps me because mm-hmm. then um, I actually do know that, you know, just he exists. Um yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and that's a beautiful thing to be able to say also, like, in any context, but especially here, of, like, I'm not good, but I'm better, is yeah. such a, I just love, yeah, like, I, love, I could, like, see in your eyes as you said that. That's such an amazing thing to be able to, like, say to the world. Yeah. Ah, that's great. <laughs> so, I'm just geek for you. <laughs> my, but in, in that, like, you know, the process of getting to better and that ongoing process, um, where have you seen like your focus toward whether it's professionally or in an organizing around whatever, like how has your focus, what you're, what you're thinking about and focusing on in the world shifted through this process of healing, like the work that you want to do, the kind of things you're paying attention to, what's different in how you view the world now for your work. Um, hmm. I'm trying to, I hope this doesn't sound bad, but I've, I've been a lot more selfish these mm-hmm. past few months, I've been a lot Shout more selfish. Out. Shout out to that. Um, I've been a lot more. I'm going to do what's best for Quinn. So I've been very Including focused speaking on. speaking about Quinn in the third person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you do you. Quinn, Quinn do Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, stuff like that. Like, that, that makes me feel good. Yeah, like, right. you know, like, getting myself Dunkin' Donuts breakfast. You know, like, stuff like that. Like, I'm all about <laughs> me, like, these last couple of months. Because, um, you know, I lost myself. And I'm trying to... Um, bring her bring her back i'm trying to not recreate but i am creating somebody i'm right now i'm being the woman that i needed to i'm being the woman that i needed when i was younger mm-hmm. and i'm going back after this loss um just working with therapy we just talked about a lot of traumas that i dealt with when i was you know in elementary school and high school cuz when you know depression hits and when you think about like um, suicide and stuff you really gotta start from the ground up you can't yeah. stop from the halfway down and so mm-hmm. I'm really just starting all the way over in this healing he- hitting like every note like from my dad to like uh, intermediate issues to like relationships um, to my son like leading up to like what happened uh, in March and cause Quinn I haven't been there for her <laughs> talking to the third person but I haven't been there for myself like in a couple of years if that's if that's where you need to go we'll go there with you you know he's funny <laughs> but I haven't I haven't been there for myself you know what I'm saying like yeah. so now I feel like okay what makes me happy poetry boom Miranda the second book um Playwriting, boom, got accepted to the Black Playwrights Institute. I've just been hungry and selfish. Well, some big to booms affirm, right there. Like, <laughs> yeah, but like, it's just like I've been doing stuff that I know I could have done a long time ago, but now I'm really hungry and selfish for it. It's mm-hmm. like 
I want to be in the Chicago Reader. Let me find a writer. Boom, got in the Chicago Reader. Like stuff like that that I've been praying to do that God has already opened the doors that I just haven't had the confidence, you know what I'm saying, to like walk in. So what a wonderful thing to be able to take on is the like I'm going to make the things that I want, whether it's making the person that I needed when I was young or get into the spaces that I want to be like that that extra little push of like why the hell not? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Growth, growth and healing. What I'm learning is, and this might sound super basic is, is just, it's an active process. Like it requires activity. It does not happen passively. And even to kind of rewind to the question I asked of like how to support people, I've kind of even learned or, or seen the way uh, that we can be so passive and how we take care of ourselves and how we try to take care of others. Mm-hmm. So in, in, an example of, of like a, a microcosm of something that happened while I was on vacation that I then like kind of opened up to like life. Um, there was like a lady sitting in a pool, right? And she was like trying to get out. And I knew that like she was struggling from the angle because it was like a weird little spot. And so she was trying to like, get, you know how it's hard to like pull Push your way to, Right. And so I said, can I help you? No. No, I said, do you need help? That's what I said. I said, do you need help? Right. And she was like, no, I'm, I'm good. And then struggled to get up and then actually did need my help. And so like the second time I just did it. Right. Um, and so I realized like, how should I have asked that differently? Because hmm. I was sitting right there, like in a position to help her and she needed help, but me like putting the onus on her of, do you need help? And then making her have to admit it and then ask yeah. for it instead of saying, Hey, can I help you? Uh, and so I think in the same way of like you speaking to Quinn in third person, right? Like, I'm going to put Quinn in the reader. I'm going to write this book for Quinn. I'm going to write this play for Quinn. Um, or if it's like somebody else that you're supporting, uh, I'm just going to show up with donuts mm-hmm. or I'm going to take them out to the movie instead of saying, Hey, are you okay? Um, like me, or let me know if there's anything you need. Yeah. Like if you see people in need or in help, like just, or if you see yourself in need of help and you have the ability to be active in any type of way, whether it's just going outside and getting some sun, uh, like trying to use the power that we have in our bodies yeah. actively instead of putting the onus on, on other it's folks. It's all about language. Like when you talk about that question, are you okay? Like my little sister hates that question. <laughs> and so it's, she told me that it's better if I just text her saying like, hey, I'm thinking about you. Right, or like, right. hey, I love you. Oh, I'm active. here if you need yeah, me. Yeah. That's better than putting the onus on her. So that's, yeah, that's yeah. deep. Yeah, yeah. So I want to I wanna go back, right? Because you talked about in your healing, going back to the to the front. So I want to go back in terms of your creative life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because the, the, the first time, I think it was at Breathing Room, uh, I saw you do your Black Girl Magic piece. Mm-hmm. And like you had just been a face that I'd known and like we had a cordial like rapport. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh no, this is a, a really like dynamic writer and performer um and so like you know at some point i know i'm gonna have her up here so let's get to the story when was was writing in the 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 poetic lane your first like outward facing creative form and if so when did that start when did you like first put pen to the proverbial paper (laughs) proverbial paper why does that sound like a nasty word (laughs) oh yeah come get some of this proverbial paper baby (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Jennifer this video. Uh, we go get some of this proverbial paper. Uh, <laughs> uh, it does sound freaky. Like, uh, that's uh, it, but okay. uh, working all uh, night for this proverbial paper. Because <laughs> then y'all need to see him do like this look. Yeah, you got shimmy. You got shimmy with you. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, I didn't start the whole thing. Okay. Um, so, in creative outlet in terms of healing. So, no. Um, Poetry wasn't to, the start. Poetry took forever. Okay. Where 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 where'd you took, start then? I write in my diary okay. first. So I was journaling a lot and I wanted to make sure I really captured 
how I was feeling as soon as I got home from the hospital, um, months later, months later, months later. So then, because eventually, sign up, my goal is when I do have a daughter, I'm going to give her all my diaries. Like, mm. just all of them be like, hey, like, this is what I went through when I was 15. Um, you know, this is so what I went when through when you started, like, high school? You started no, diary? I started in kindergarten. I have all oh. my diaries since, like, kindergarten. Oh, wow. Damn. And so That's I want beautiful. her to know, because, you know, parents, they try to put this facade, like... I never did nothing. I was never a person. I was (laughs) born a parent. I was born perfect. Like, I did not do anything every time. You and I were born on the same day. Right. That's when it starts. (laughs) So she's going to know, like, I was born 28 with loans. (laughs) That sounds like, let me die. Speaking of loans. But no, um, so I want her to know, like, yeah, like, I definitely, you know, stole a little something before. Like, yeah, I, you know, snuck out the house or whatever. Like, I was imperfect, but also, like, in the hypothetical. Mental illness. (laughs) You know, not, not yeah, definitely specific. not. I'm, yeah. yeah. We, look, we've all stolen. We've all. So, so we cut to commercial now. <laughs> so I want to go. I, I, I want to go back to 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 kindergarten Quinn then, which also sounds like a rap name. Kindergarten Quinn. Kindergarten Quinn. It's like a schoolboy Q. <laughs> but but Bro, you know, I can rap. I don't think every um. That's not like common. Every kindergarten is not like journaling in a way that they will then continue through life. So what was happening in the household? What was happening at school? What was happening in your interior uh, that, that got you expressing yourself in that way at such a young age? Well, my little sister was born. Oh, shout out um, to little sis. What's her name? Corey. We shout all start Corey. with K's. Okay. So it's K-K. Kelsey, one Karen. One I used to say KKK, but then like yeah. that's problematic and yeah. very yeah. triggering. <laughs> um, I honestly used, I don't know why I thought that was cute. Like in <laughs> elementary school. Um, but all of us start with K's and um, she. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that's hilarious. That's just absurd. It is. I used to say that elementary school, like we the KKK. And we're like, oh, cute. And that's like, and then cute I, with a K. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, why did I do that? Why did I think that was? Because all of us went to the same elementary school and the same high school. Mm-hmm. And so all the Rileys yeah, were like, gang, no, for real. Gang gang since potty train. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I started feeling a little, I guess, muted or whatever. When you get a younger sibling, you kind of just like, all right, now that attention is gone for me. Mm-hmm. Old news. Are you the baby? I am. Okay, well, I am. you took the attention. You I know did. what I'm saying? I yeah. Like Christiana's been trying to get it back she ever is. since. She has succeeded. She has. She she has. has. Succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> Another K. <as> well. <laughs> we just always take. If anybody know, take has reclaimed away. the attention, uh, they would be Christina. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, no, it was just like uh, with that and my parents, uh, they split up, and so battling that, I just never really. And I just like recording, you know, cute stuff. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I had like a little crush. I'd be like, oh, he looked cute today, today. If I go back okay. and look at it, it'd be like, oh, he actually looked at me today. He took my pencil, mm. you know, and then go to eighth grade. Got my first uh, first boyfriend in eighth grade. We lasted like five days. It was That's beautiful. pretty good for eighth grade. Right. And What's his like, name, if you don't mind sharing? Keith. He, Another he, K. He trying to slide in my DMs now. Oh. So Keith Harris, Ooh. you know. Um, is this, is this a, a positive shout out or a negative shout out? <laughs> I say, I mean, I I haven't forgiven him since eighth grade. Like I said, it was five oh, days. Oh, and he broke up with me over uh, Say Goodbye by Chris Brown. Like, uh, okay. he was like, Quinn got talked to you. And I was like, what? Hello? It was like, doom. <laughs> I'm like, man. <laughs> ado- adolescent breakups disproportionately have theme music. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. <laughs> <laughs> that is what that whole, like, genre of music is for. Because right. I don't think when you get into your adult life. Because we didn't know how to do it. Yeah. Did you, did yeah. You I have one, but you go. Uh, it wasn't played, but... I had I had a girlfriend that like we we would go back and forth from like fifth through seventh grade, mm. but she like showed me no public affection in any type <laughs> of way, not even like hug, but like just like we talked on the phone heavy, 
but like in real life oh, every day it, it would be cold wow. i met her later she she became nicer like after she got out of her puberty thing she was just going through a little mean face and i was <laughs> i was the <laughs> victim of it but in 2004 was one of our breakups and she had a friend relay the message after she had left a note on my desk as we were changing mm. periods and i then saw like later that day her her friend came up and said essence told me to say this is my sorry for 2004 oh, Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Then, by that point like i was salty up until that point and then i was cool I'm like, oh y'all whack as hell man. i'm not fucking with y'all man. get out my face <laughs> are you for real she really yeah, said man. that yeah stephanie grucius ruben started hasn't made his songs since yeah it, it was it was 2004 though um that really so, is classic <laughs> though so i got I'm yeah. sorry for this she contemporary era. Yeah. Oh, Christiana, since she has been mentioned already, yeah. got, got <laughs> broken up to uh by Don to the Donnell Jones song. See when you last you just not But but shout out to Christiana, she did not accept that breakup. That breakup was was down. was null and void. This is not happening, and they continue going together for, oh! for three, <laughs> until they broke up in the summer. I love her. Oh my god! In seventh grade, when Tamu Superman broke up with me over the phone. First of all, I had the first relationship in the history of my middle school because I was the first graduating class. Me and Ivy, Gluck, <laughs> me and Ivy Gluck dated for four days, and then her friend Mimi Thaler called me and told me that Ivy would didn't want to be with me anymore. Which the was, friend, the friend, it's always the friend. Always That's a, a tough intermediary. So we split. <laughs> then Tamu and I dated for a solid month. The next, uh, the next year, we uh, we made out during the credits of Hitch. Oh, um, which we could have made out earlier in the movie but i really wanted to see how hitch ended <laughs> so i waited till the credits hit. And you have to get the tips of how to do it exactly if there's any movie to see <laughs> but then when we broke up we broke up over the phone uh and it was you remember that the song was maybe the worst writing in the history of all songs the iman song yes f you you i don't want you back don't want you back you oh yes, yes. You, you, um, i don't want you back i don't know why my donnell jones yeah. voice, my voice i was <laughs> <laughs> All breakup songs are that same. That's oh. the spirit of it. <laughs> you, you, oh, I don't back. want you, Mac. <laughs> did you do that or did she do that? So that song happened to be playing on the radio as mm. soon as we got off the phone. And I lay on my futon and I cried. Oh, it so was she just, broke up with It you? was more of a score. It was a score. Right? <laughs> yeah, she broke up with me. So that's fine. Yeah, that's okay. Shout out to middle school breakup. Yeah. Are you still friends with her on Facebook? You know, we should tag all of these yeah, people absolutely. in this in the episode. Section. Yeah, we this just, is how we build listenership, right here. <laughs> we'll just cut this out and send this to everybody directly. Did you have uh, any diaries that had padlocks on them? Yeah, my brother broke them. See, that seems my like... mom broke into mine. I had one. Really? I was like, I think maybe it was between her and my brother. I think they all read my stuff. That right seems now. like a huge violation. Very. It, it certainly, certainly because I got it. To, I I chose the one specifically with the lock. She was there when I bought it. <laughs> And yeah, she she could help her. But I'm like five or six. Oh, she broke like, it in front of you? No, but it was clear that she oh. had been reading it. Who else would it have been? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no one was investigating. It, it wasn't, like, it wasn't, a, a, it wasn't a, a house invasion. Yeah, I, I wasn't a, it wasn't like, you know, requested by the courts or anything. It wasn't like... <laughs> you <laughs> <were> <laughs> <in> <laughs> yeah, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> All right, let's, let's bring this back on the rails. So, so you're writing diaries, you're writing journals. When um, did it become... A creative thing that like you like. I am a person who makes things that other people see. Um, I guess I'll say after my So Far Chicago performance, 
at my Soul Bar Chicago performance because I have a habit now of like, because after I left my recent poetry book in the Uber and he said he hasn't seen it. I don't remember. I shouldn't know his name because I feel like he lied. I feel like he got he my just, poetry He book. just reading poems all day. Yeah, I feel like he just making money on stuff <laughs> right now. But I left it in the Uber. <laughs> right. It was a really bomb book. I got from Boston Nova. It was so cool. But now I've just been having a habit of like writing in Google Docs so it's always safe. Mm-hmm. And so at my Soul Bar Chicago show, I was uh, wrote this piece called Iron Skillet. Um, which talked about my experience with my son. And I wanted to, I tried to write pieces, even though they are for me, that I make them uh, ubiquitous. So like mm-hmm. people can see it anywhere in any form. And so a black cast iron skillet, I feel like that's in every household, especially like mm-hmm. black households. Like everybody has that one iron skillet that, you know, they got passed down from their mom or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so not only are recipes passed down in families, I think like trauma mm-hmm. is passed down. Um, I think, uh, you know, mental uh, mental health, mental illness is passed down, and my mom went through her own, went through her very own fair share of um, experiences. So did my grandmother and their mother as well. And so when I had my situation, um, I know that's something else we talked about. My mom told me like, "Hey, like you do know your dad's mom. Uh, she had you know a few miscarriages, like eight or nine miscarriages, mm. and you know you had a cousin who actually had a stillbirth as well." And I was like, "Wow, like I never." Mm nobody talked about it you know mm-hmm. and so in the poem i talk about how um this is my black cast iron skillet moment this is something i'm gonna pass on to my daughter letting mm-hmm. her know like this is something that you know burned me this is something that made me iron made me strong made me firm um and this is something i'll tell my daughter uh later on when she you know goes to her own experience of mm-hmm. hell as well so it is a cool, that's a beautiful metaphor because it is, some, part of what I love about that is that you don't clean it, right? The seasonings, yeah. just, the seasonings just pile on top Because of it's other. good if you don't clean it, right? Yeah, you exactly. leave it in there. The so time like... and the seasoning and the oil like seep, seeps in and flavors everything that gets cooked in it. That's cool. So, I, but I feel like we skipped, we went straight from diaries to so far. So yeah. in the middle, <laughs> in the middle, where did you yeah. start making stuff? And it doesn't have to be that everyone saw, but like mm-hmm. that you were first performing or you were first like sharing or, with the world, yeah, yeah. or even to yourself, like, oh, this is a poem. This is a yeah. uh, this is a, a a creative piece that I just made. Well, I guess um, you just got real bashful. Is there, is, is there some high school stuff in there right uh, there? That looked like a high uh, school blush. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I hate being light skinned low key because I be forgetting like when I get my face warm, so I be like, oh, you blush your girl. Like, God damn it. Like, okay. Um, yes, I wrote a couple of pieces about a couple of people. Um in the theme of Iman's Don't Want You Back are these, or are these, are these breakup or, uh, um, get some Jones? breakup <laughs> breakup stuff, because you know, like when you love somebody, um, it can easily be confused with like hate. But I think mm-hmm. of my recent lover, I will always, always, always have a heart um, for the gift that he gave me, which was my son and also the memories that we had, but also the lessons that I learned from him. So I'll always just, he will just always be there. And so that was the first poem I wrote, which I have, and I probably will never share it because it's very, uh, it's deep. So that was the first poem mm-hmm. I wrote on April 16th. Um, and I wrote that in my diary. I wrote it as a diary entry. And at first, it kind of started off with like, man, you know, F you, F this, ah, no, no, no. But then it turned into, but like, yeah, why didn't we work? Mm-hmm. We should have worked. It should have been us. Like we, the equation was very linear. We went through this, went through that. And somewhere it just, yeah, you know, um, so just, I guess about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I, I, but I also would like to go. So before your loss, when, when did your? I feel like I'm not, answer, I'm not answering the question. <laughs> no, <it's>, no, <laughs> we, we're going through it. But like, when did you first start writing poems? Oh, in general? Yes. Oh. <laughs> No, we're trying to go okay. back into your story. Okay, my first poem that I wrote was in elementary school. Okay. It was about truth. Okay. From Keith. And um, <laughs> I wrote about how, like, uh, uh, I said, like, you made me out to be, like, a stupid beach, like, B-A-C-H, like, flame of hot laid in the sand, like, Ooh. but you don't want to be my man. Like, Ooh. I was on some- Fire. Missy, right. I was dropping bars, <laughs> like, and I performed it. <laughs> right. Like, uh, I performed it, like, it was, like, during- lunch or something and I was like oh Keith she talking about you like that's your birthday and then like uh, my friend's just like dang girl you did that can I get one too like that's why I started making like a little like a little hustle but not you had really. a poetry writing business you were yeah, writing breakup poems for your girl like for your homies? love letters like you know for <laughs> Valentine's Day and like especially girls to be like oh you know this is back in my space Blog Ooh, okay. So they're like, oh, like, can I use your poem as like my blog? You know, did y'all have your MySpace blogs? Like, I did not, but I was aware that they. Yeah, that those they were like low key the. I don't even know what they we compared to. Like the op eds. Op eds, yeah, I guess yeah. professionally op eds or thought pieces. Those, yeah, were, the, those that, were the first so thought pieces. People would be like, oh, can I use like your poem for this or whatever? And then when I got to Kimwood, but you were charging. Oh well, no. I mean, like people would buy me like a bag of cookies or that's it. That's a yeah. That's an exchange. You know never get the mango the man got some ice cream, <laughs> <laughs> but no, like yeah. And then Kimwood came around. Kimwood like that was during the birth of like or inception of LTAB or whatever. And I performed um at their open mag, uh, open mag, open mic. Mm-hmm. And Tyler Brooks was like, "Man, you dope. Like you should really do this." And I was like, "Damn." <laughs> mm. And I was still very like unsure. So I just I always came to the meetings and like. The poetry club meetings and like the slam uh, practices and stuff, but I never really, I never allowed myself to step in because I didn't think mm. I was that dope. Mm. So mm. when is there a turning point when you were like, oh, you know what, I might be like really dope in college? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Um, before I performed at this space in Dayton, Ohio, poetry is like gang territory. Like you got metaphorically speaking with Shakespeare Dayton, you got um, Underdog Academy, we got taken Cincinnati, and so I was initiated to metaphorically speaking, uh, <laughs> and I was the first woman after I did this performance called Mother's Wish, where I talk about like how I can't uh, give my son a toy, a water gun because of, you know Tamir Rice, mm-hmm. um, how I can't you know have a hoodie up like Trayvon Martin um, and everything else like that, and so. Did my first gig with them, and then I decided to do a poetry video called PWI Ten Commandments, um, which went viral. I was about to say, that sounds viral ready. Yeah, <laughs> PWI Ten Commandments. Any poem that starts with one, <laughs> exactly. it's made for YouTube. And that one, like Two. that. I never ever knew. <laughs> I wanted it to be like that though. Y'all yeah. know Sierra Freeman. Yeah, mm-hmm. she just performed at the, the poetry, party right? And so yeah. she has that piece. Uh, I think it's ten things. 10 things you don't know about the drug dealer's daughter. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I was like, bro, I want a 10 thing poem. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, Cause I, at least if you don't remember the whole thing, at least you remember one, two or three That's or true. like six, seven, eight. And usually number five or six is just one word. Yeah. All right. If you <laughs> make it deep, like I was like, oh, five, black lives matter. Boom. Because at that point, people like two, they like, they're like, listen, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. you do one, you just, quick yeah, one to three and seven to 10 need to be really strong. And in the middle, you can just, the cruise. 10 always has to be strong. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> You have to leave them just like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to sit through way too many side posts. You, 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 do you write? No, but I did. I worked LTAB for three years oh, okay. and have been around many a poet 
and I've I've studied the form, <laughs> so I can I, I can pretty I don't know the content that well, but the form I pretty much can like identify. You sound strongly. like you can do it for better or for worse. It's, it's a non marketable skill. At this point. <laughs> but so so in college you were you were starting to travel, you starting to perform, you put this video up, and did it like at least within your circles did it kind of take off people started yes. sharing and stuff like that yes um, especially the video after i got featured i'm um, in havixa plus and that blavity you know whenever you get put on people are like oh that's my friend that's mm-hmm. my soul mm-hmm. and so from there people are like oh quinn is actually pretty decent like she dope and i was yeah. like i am mm-hmm. decent i was still like humble but i know i know i have a talent but you'll never see me out here saying like yeah i'm the shit like i'm i'll just be like oh i know i'd be like right no quinn's the shit <laughs> I'm all right. All right. But Quinn be killing it. <laughs> People could be so confused when they listen to this. Like, so wait, is she Quinn? Or is this like somebody else that's well, speaking But her? is she? Yeah, that, exactly. The existential question. Don't do that. My mom listens to probably confused as hell. Like, Shout out to moms also. What's mama's name? Crystal. With, with the K? Of, of course. Shout out Mama K. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like it was a question. <laughs> a question with the K. K K W E. I yes, like it. Yes. <laughs> but no. Um, so, so let's jump to yeah. let's jump to now as we're we're headed towards yeah, the end of funny. the hour. <laughs> um, you know, you I, I know you mostly through Let Us Breathe spaces and I know you've been facilitating an open mic there for a while that That's i got to been, peep the end of that you've been killing like it's you, been dope. you put it up and it's been past damon and christian for allowing me i just want to say like the way you kind of approach and like brought that that is like the dream model of how we want to work of like people to collaborate and then not feel like a like for people for it to be participatory so like the mm-hmm. energy that you brought to the space is greatly appreciated and i am i am extremely impressed what do you mean by it's exactly how you want things to look like? oftentimes it works so most things when humans organize in modern society they're like top down right so it's like so somebody in some type of position of power makes some type of mandate or designs something or puts out some type of order and then it gets like put in place but for someone to just come in and to have that to feel that same power and to like take hold of it and harness it and say, Hey, I want to do this and I want to lead it and we can collaborate and be in partnership mm-hmm. instead of like position that is hierarchical. Uh, we would love for more people to like, that's why we have this. Let us read this like the perfect utopia. Oh. Like I just love the whole universe that oh. is let us read. For universe. real. Damon's blushing. Oh, I am blushing. It's oh, a whole, <laughs> it's a whole vibe there. Like, Oh my God. So, yeah, The last two, I, I was there at the first one. It was, it was dope. It was one of, I, I was able to perform it was one of like my, my favorite performance spaces yeah. while I was out of town when the last one happened but I heard that one was also over capacity as well yeah. so in the yard is, is happening monthly uh, how, how how do you feel about it or what's your perspective it's a dream um, it's definitely I guess I, the only way I can describe it is like literally a, a dream of mine to do because I always did want to host my own open mic but like I said because I'm very like humble and still kind of I guess not really feeling myself. I was like, okay, maybe I need somebody else like to do it with me. I was like, actually, maybe you can do it by yourself. Let's see if you can break a crowd. And then the first time, people actually do rock with me. Mm. The second time, people was like, actually, we do rock with you for real. <laughs> like, and so I'm like, oh, okay, so let's just you know, let's keep going. Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, but no, like, let's breathe. Like, y'all are just they're perfect in this whole imperfect city oh, um wow, so that's you. just it's you're giving what, where are we at in, in, for days yeah yeah, yeah. where we at the 51 minute mark i'm gonna have to i'm about to tag that 
<laughs> for real, like it's um for it to be such an organization that's for the people, it's really by the people, and it's the first space in terms of activism organizing in this city that I feel like doesn't discriminate hmm. or really doesn't um what do you mean by that yeah so i feel like a lot of activism spaces are very uh inflated educationally so if you don't know about audrey lord if you don't know about um you know let's say uh ta-nehisi coats or stuff like that like you kind of like i don't want to say like muted but you're very brushed to the side like ah you ain't really about it whatever but let us breathe they take any and everybody, they actually encourage people. They encourage the education. They encourage the circles. They encourage the discussions. They play drums. Like they, they free, they feed the people. They have a dog. Like it's very like. <laughs> Shout out to Nima. Right. It's just very like, it's very inclusive. Yeah. And I think a lot of times with the activism and everything that goes on now, it's not really inclusive yeah. for anybody to just go on and help. And let us breathe really is just like a, a breath of fresh air. Like they accept any and everybody and they welcome it and that is very utopia is very perfect is that something that had been the frustration that you were describing is that something that you had experienced being in another space or like seeing other people go through yeah i felt i mean i don't want to name i'm no, not going to put people on blast but yeah you I, I felt it i mean like i guess i was out of town um i was in college from 2012 to 2016 when a lot of mm, stuff was going on yeah. um so i wasn't here personally until after 2016 but when i came back home i remember going to a couple of events i'd be like oh hey like oh, i would love to work with y'all they'd be like um hmm. spit you know audrey lord factor <laughs> and then yeah, like very just uppity not be like boy like y'all supposed to be for the south side like, like what is this like y'all actually helping us are y'all doing this like for clout and it'll just be like you know les brief is a lot more like personable like it's just it's like family and yeah. it makes like activism seem like something you want to do for your family. Like, you know, wow. Yeah. wow. Thank you so much. That's I beautiful. didn't expect to go, go there. I'm, I'm, y'all I'm help so me made a dream come true. Like I even with Ergo, like y'all like family too. Uh, so. we appreciate now it. he's like, so, uh, <laughs> the, the boss is just going around. So, so as we're talking about dreams, downstairs in the cafeteria. Yeah. <laughs> as, let's keep going through your dreams. Cause I, I think there's, um, you know, a, I'll t- let me zoom out a little bit. Uh, a, a big part of our, what we want to do here at Ergo at the show is like basically making a time capsule, right? Mm-hmm. So what we imagine is that the people we're talking to, you included, uh, collectively are a part of like an historical moment, but individually uh, are all really powerful people that are going to be doing things, and especially since we're all kind of young, going to be doing yeah, things for a lifetime that are going to be <laughs> historical, right? Um, so we imagine this as like, you will be able to hear... How old are you right now? If if I if I, if you're Bobby asking, I am 24. 20. So you so you'll be able to hear 24 year old Quinn in this this obviously like a diary big year right yeah. right it's like an audio diary this this year of 2018 which has impacted you in so many ways. Um, so you know we started with loss and, and tragedy and trauma, but there's also so many trying from that right it's very phoenix-esque the yes. way that you are emerging from from that fire um so you had a lot of other things coming this year that you kind of mentioned quickly but like let's get into it a little bit of the process i know you have a book that's coming out soon coming out as well on as my birthday oh okay that's smart. scorpio i always do it last year at my birthday so i feel like it's birthday presents to myself but my uh that's second book <laughs> my first book was called and she wrote my second book would be called and she will and it's going to be released in November 2018 on my website, chronology.com. And I'll also be having a book release event at the Silver Room. Um, and I'll also be having a release event in Dayton, Ohio, 
in November, it's Sunday, November 18th. Get back into and that poetry gang beef. <laughs> I gotta go back to squad, period. Like, mad broadly speaking, like, what's up? What's up? Um, they gonna be like, what? Uh, but no, I'm trying to curate a show in New York City because I have some friends in Brooklyn and I'm also trying to do something. Uh, you know where my line sisters and stuff is at in Cincinnati. Ohio is just my second home for real. So, like um, but Cameron. yeah, so that's November in the yard. <laughs> what he say? He said you're like Cameron. <laughs> It's like they Cameron held down Ohio real yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know, Bow Wow's from uh, Ohio, too. but he doesn't get claimed. Nobody claims Bow Wow. Did you see the they thing do. that he said that he's quitting? Rap? Yeah, he did. He said he gonna... already did that. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. but he, uh, we have an hour pronouncement. So shout, shout out to Joseph Jillian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Go listen to that episode if you had already. Yeah. <laughs> that's, it's just like the monthly in the yard open mic show, and then uh, this Saturday, if y'all would like to um, help us take back the city with Chicago votes uh let us breathe byp 100 uh democratic socialists of america um there's an event this saturday from six to nine we're gonna have ethos shy tulani shanae mosley um a bomb dj there's gonna be food i'm gonna be there hopefully damon will come through Where is i will be there uh, 1434 west 51st it's that breathing room. Breathing room. i'll be there <laughs> so it's free you know, I know it's Lala, but like you don't want to. You don't want Lala, ain't that way. We got free stuff. So. Boo, Lala. Boo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until I get a free pass, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, what's yeah. up? Hey? Oh, <laughs> we in there, we in there. <laughs> I've always said that Lala is the best weekend for home invasion. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, everybody's down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that just like like um like Glenview and Highland Park are just ghost towns this weekend. <laughs> this is the time. Make that trip. Traffic so, is crazy. For, just don't know. go down like show drive. <laughs> just don't do it. Oh man. So before we get out of here, um this is we this has been a fantastic conversation. I'm yes. so glad we had it here. I the the deepest conversation we probably had before this is one that prefaces our current conversation mm-hmm. that we're about to have. And I'm really interested to see where this goes. Oh, is it time? I think it's time. Okay. So with that preamble, let's see what happens. So we, we, we've we bared our soul here. Okay. We, we've learned your story. You're not scared. Uh, Everything will be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Someone should be scared, but not you. Okay. You are in the position of power. <laughs> so, 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 <laughs> yeah. So bask in that light. Um, <laughs> so this is why we, this is why we do this show. This is our, the, the cornerstone of our, our work here. It's a, it's a, it's a service to the public. It's all about accountability. It's a game that we like to play with our guests. And okay. so you're a little bit on the spot and that's a part of it. Uh, but there is a sect of the world that I'm been saying that through my lifetime has run amok and ergo radio. Here on WHBK, ergoradio.com will not stand for it any longer. No, we won't. So, Quinn, we invite you on this crusade for accountability, and our our sword is beef. Okay. That is our weapon. So we use beef here at Ergo Radio. Uh, and that sect of the world that has run amok is R&B singers. So every week we invite our guests to start beef with an R&B singer. You are now in the position of power to play the game beef with an R&B singer oh, any God. era and why so you go back from Motown to the latest SoundCloud singer David Ruffin down to Tory Lanez oh. anything in between or okay. beyond beef with the R&B singer and why mm. okay um I'm gonna have two. Oh, we invited one has a little story one is just 
because just because uh, so first off it's r kelly absolutely the, the king of this game why we play it every week we so it's not just beef boom. i wouldn't mind boxing him because he's very problematic and um he's a rapist and i don't know why the one three still plays him i don't know why we still play him at reunions it's time for us to actually admit uh vital. what he did was disgusting and does um and it's, does it's and does doing yeah. very doing currently um it's not it's just not okay, people. Can we just let him go? There's other songs to play. We can do the electric like something else. Like just what's so perverse about go? the R. Kelly thing is I feel like society has like embraced him more. Because of what happened? It feels like it, right? It feels like there's almost there like, has a, been a, like we're gonna like play double his music, down yeah. and like we really love R. Kelly in a way that I don't think was like done there. before. It's yeah. very sensationalized. Yeah. Now. I think it's yeah. turning though. I think this has been the, the this year. year 2018 i think like the me too movement you, helps if you play r kelly somewhere someone will say something there will always be a response someone will always give a bad look there will always there will be a question it's part of the conversation it's not just accepted like hey this guy skates yeah mm-hmm. so, so that's a step in the right direction yes. we're gonna keep absolutely pushing. boo r kelly mute mm-hmm. r kelly mute him and then and we have a second we we love we love multiple beats. All right. So my second beef is with Kiki Palmer. I don't know if y'all consider her an R&B singer. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, but we got a little... Girl, we got some beef for real. This is Quinn. Um, so if we're going to go back... If we're going to take this back, you know what I'm saying, to like what? 2011. Okay. I messaged her on Facebook. This is back when. <laughs> That's this is when you no, know, in that era, from, she, Chicago. She's, right, she's, she's from messaged Chicago. other people I've known. Right. So you know, I'm thinking, and like you know, but this is back when Save Money, like Jake Hayward, Elena Anderson, you know, before she was D Rose's, you know, baby mama. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, deep, I was like you're deep in the Chicago Facebook. Right. History. So I was like, <laughs> hey, like, can somebody put me on? You know, Kiki stuff? Because this is when I'm trying, you know, trying to be in the next sequel of Akila and the Bee. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let me just message see if we can go. You know go to Harold's or like go to AMC <laughs> River East 21 or some shit. And so I just, I'm facing that. I said, hi, my name is Quinn. Like, you know, I don't want, you know, I don't want you to feel something. You know, I'm just trying to be your friend for your plug. But if you know any talent agencies, if you can point me in the direction, you know, cause I really do look up to young black actresses. She did not respond to my message. Mm. Instead, she made the whole status talking about how she hates when people message her asking her for information like they can't go to herself so this is like before like google right, right, was like right, a right, right, legit right, right. sort of resource mm-hmm. and i've googled like talent engines and stuff like that before but i just felt like kiki like yeah let me know do you let love me, her, me? Yeah. are we riding like yeah. clearly we're not like yeah. all right kiki you all that with me so <laughs> anybody that knows me knows i haven't been dead against her i feel like she don't she's not really down for the people i've heard she's her not really petty for us before, like yeah that. she's not really She's not A1. And everybody's like, oh, she's so raw. I love her movement. What movement? What what she do? I Nothing. Nothing. Wow. So it's Queen Boo. Yeah. Squad up if you want to. Yeah. For all the you father, you're in Ohio writing behind me. She's <laughs> right. about to come at you. Metaphysical, whatever it's called, metaphorical. Metaphorically <laughs> speaking. Metaphorically. <laughs> 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 that actually, we got it wrong. But that's oh, yeah, that yeah. Yeah, if you want to take it wrong with it, I, that's my gift to Dayton. Boy, we got to get out of here. It's been it's been such a treat. Before we go, any plugs, any where people follow you, keep up with you, let them know. Quinology, K-W-Y-N-O-L-O-G-Y on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and the website is quinology.com. Be on the lookout for my next book in coming November 8th at the Silver Room. You're in Chicago uh, and in Dayton. It's going to be November 18th. 
word. You got to know it starts with a K. You didn't even have to spell it. <laughs> Thank you I'm so gonna... much for being here and chopping up with us. We'll be back next week with another conversation of some sort, uh, doing something. Yeah, I might, I might have some healing village folks up here next oh, week, potentially. Sounds good. So regardless, someone will be talking up Something here. Something will be happening. You listen. should listen. Follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes, Ergo Radio on SoundCloud, uh, just Ergo, A-I-R-G-O on your podcast app. I'm at Ergo Kiss. I'm at Damon underscore AF. We'll be back next week with another person reshaping the culture of our city for the more equitable and the more creative. Much love to the people. Peace. So you're listening to Ergo, right? But you want Ergo and all your other podcasts to sound good. That's why you should be listening on Overcast. Overcast is a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now, unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store.